Welcome back to the WRSU crew on 88.7 FM. Chris Akonis here with Jared Bladeis, Alex Carminati, and Nick Valsalen. And now we are going to bring on a guest on the phone, Richie Schneiderite of Rutgers Rivals. Uh, he is joining the show to um, you know, give us his thoughts on what took place this morning and what this means for the program going forward. Uh, so Richie joins us now. Richie, thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. But uh, real quick, before we start this, I just want to say I heard that little commercial, the chips on the hamburger. <laughs> oh, man, that's a throwback. That's a throwback, Richie. That goes back to when um, we Justin and I were calling the Last Dance uh, Baseball Tournament. And um, this was back, you know, if you remember, everything got canceled with high school sports and everything. And they put the tournament together for three weeks. We were going around from uh, minor league ballpark to minor league ballpark, uh, just sort of um, – whatchamacallit, um, just you know, calling games. And um, during one of those games, uh, Justin mentioned coming back in the fifth inning that um, he had put him on, and I basically just ripped into him. And I stand by my position. My position has not changed. I'm going to disagree with you. I, I think it's a power move. Okay. All right. Well, then we'll discuss more off-air, Richie, as we always do. Um, but, you know, I just got to open up this interview with, um, you know, my first question, which is, you know, um, Rutgers finding out this morning two players, obviously Max Melton and Chris Long, uh, have been suspended from the program after they were arrested in the early morning hours. I guess, what do we know about you know what happened with them and what their current status is with the program, and um, you know just sort of what their current position is um, before we get into the X's and O's of what this means. Well, that that's the big question mark right now. Obviously, um, they're suspended per Coach Ciano's statement this morning, but there's no real clarity on how long or even there's not actually no clarity if they're suspended for the game. But I would assume they're probably going to miss this game. Um, in terms of what happened exactly, it, it sounds like based on the report that NJ.com got from uh, Piscataway or Rutgers police, uh, police captain, I think it is, um, based on that, it just sounds like that they basically like were doing a drive-by with a paintball gun and hit a couple uh, pedestrians slash students, and the students uh, ended up reporting it to the uh, authorities, and that's uh, it was aggravated assault, I think three counts, but they were released on their own reconnaissance, so... I'm not really sure what, um, how long they're going to be suspended for. If they even come back, who really knows? Yeah, so um, I, I obviously a lot of things still in flux, but you know, in the in the short term, I mean, I, I can't imagine them, you know, in, in, unless something really crazy happened, I can't imagine them taking the field on Saturday. Obviously, so I guess you know, Max Melton in particular, someone who has been the leader in terms of creating turnovers. And, you know, just getting all of these things, uh, get creating all these big plays for this Rutgers defense that relies heavily on big plays, especially through the first three games. Um, I guess, where does this leave them in the cornerback spot? So that's the little scary part is that they play a ton of nickels, so that involves, obviously, for people that don't know, uh, field for most part of the, for most of the game. Um, losing Melton as one of your starters right away is going to hurt. But on the bright side, a guy like Kassan Abram has stepped up I don't even – He's he's been incredible this year. He's he stepped up a lot. He um, He's improved a lot. He's mostly a slot corner, I want to say, but he could, I guess, move to the outside if need be. Um, we don't know the status on the UNC transfer, Patrice Renee, who missed the first three games. If you can get him back, that would help a ton um, just as a stopgap just to get Melton back too. And um, I, I don't know. It's going to be really tough. You think ideally against Michigan you're not going to play uh, three cornerbacks anyway. But – uh, who, who knows that run game and uh, that pass game even I think they like 300 something yards last year 
It was it was something to that effect. But I remember our game last year against Michigan. Ended, I think it was what was the final score in that? Forty four, forty one, or something to that. Forty seven, forty two, I believe. Thank you. It, it's tough because they can pass the ball really well. They've shown last year, and then this year they're they're just running. It's going to be interesting. But losing your starting cornerback who's leading the team in receptions or in interceptions and interceptions is a huge, huge blow to the defense. So, Richie, I guess to follow up on that, you mentioned Kassan Abraham. There are a couple other guys, Trey Avery, Avery Young. I know Avery Young at safety at the moment, but he's played corner in the past. Um, who do you think in that secondary is best equipped to sort of, um, I guess, um, how do I put this, just most likely to be to the be- their, to their best extent uh, the guy that can, you know, create those big plays, possibly get a pick when you need one or, you know, force a fumble or deflect a lot of passes. I guess who do you think is best equipped to do that? Um, that, that's a tough question. Ideally, you don't want to move Avery Young from a safety spot this year because he looks pretty decent back there. But he has, like you said, he has the capabilities to play cornerback, and he's actually played cornerback at Michigan in the Big House back in 2019. So, a factor. But I, I really like Kassan Abram. I know he's a little on the shorter side. I actually asked Greg about him on Monday, and he kind of said he'll fight tooth and nail for it uh, for that ball, no matter what. He might be undersized. He might be around the five nine, five ten range. Although Rutgers prefers their corners a little taller, like six foot, six foot one around there, but he he will fight tooth and nail for that ball, and he will. Um, I think he'd do a heck of a job stepping in for Melton if need be. And I guess you know, just looking you know more broadly now that we've addressed the Melton situation a bit, um, you know, Rutgers, Michigan, a matchup that you know historically has not been, with the exception of last year, historically has not been very competitive. Um, you know, and, and Michigan, you know, just seems to be on another level, currently a top 10 team in the country coming off some big wins of themselves. Uh, the quarterback McNamara has just played very, very well to start the season. I guess, what do you make of, you know, the other aspects of that matchup? Um, I think the biggest thing that you got to pay attention to is that, uh, Michigan run game versus the Rutgers, uh, rush defense. It's going to be an interesting one just for the sole fact that Rutgers, that's probably their biggest struggle when it comes to defense. Um, and then on top of that, I think Michigan's averaging eight point something yards per carry, eight point four yards around there or something per carry, which is an insane stat to begin with. But that's probably going to be the match if you want to watch the most. And then, like like I said, Cade McNamara is no joke. He's only thrown I think fifteen attempts in the most in one of the first three games of the season, but he still can swing it with just about the best of anybody. So uh, that, that this game's going to be interesting. I'm I'm really not that confident in Rutgers, especially because Michigan's defense is good too. So. It's it's going to be an interesting matchup, but I, I think I'm going to have to take Michigan and then probably go the points. Obviously, you know, 3-0 start, and of course the Melton thing changes the equation a bit on the defensive side of the ball, but um, I, I guess when you look at the Big Ten schedule, the nine games left on the schedule for Rutgers, uh, two-part question for you. One, do you think that they can get to six wins? And two, where do you see those wins most likely coming from? That's a really good question because we talked about this the other day at practice between a couple of the beat writers, and it, it's really tough to project where this Big Ten is going to go from here on out. Um, you just saw Penn State take down Auburn, so I, I don't, I'm going to count that one as a loss. Ohio State's probably a loss. They're, they did lose to Oregon early in the season, but it's still, at the end of the day, it's Ohio State. Um, Michigan State's ranked for the first time in Mel Tucker's uh, career, I believe. That's a tough one. I, I think if you're going to go anywhere with wins-wise, it'd probably be back against the first-year coach in Brett Bellinia at Illinois. Um, maybe you're facing Archikowski, maybe other quarterbacks. But uh, I think that's a potential win there. Northwestern's up and down. They lost a ton of seniors, so you have a shot there. You're going to get the six wins, basically. You're going to have to either knock off a team you're not supposed to or 
win now against Northwestern Illinois and uh, Maryland. Richie, Alex Carbonati of WRSU talking with you. Great to have you on the program today. Re- re- really appreciate your time. Um, this situation, of course, is tough. It's really unfortunate. But when, when, when it comes to this Rutgers team this year, they're 3-0. and They've got lots of confidence thus far. This thing, of course, is going to hurt them a bit. In what way does this off-the-field situation involving Melton and Long, how does it affect the morale of this team, not, not just for this upcoming week against Michigan, but for the remainder of the entire season? I don't think it really is going to have a huge effect on the entire season. Mostly it would probably affect more of this upcoming game. There was a lot of hype around the program and between the students and faculty and et cetera, et cetera, that was building up for this big game against Michigan that the potential upset. There's a couple of like, guys on, uh, on various websites are predicting, predict, predict, oh, geez, I can't talk, projecting an upset. But I don't, I, don't know if it's, um, I don't know how this is going to affect the team morale. Like you said, I think it's going to hurt a little bit especially when his uh, older brother's on his team, too. But, again, then again, it could just be – we don't know the full story. Until we get that full police report, I don't really know uh, how you can really comment on it too much. All right, Richie, uh, we're going to have to let you go. Really appreciate you spending a few minutes with us here on The Crew. Hope to have you back again soon. Yeah, no problem. I'm always around, and, guys, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. That was Richie Schneiderite of The Night Report. Uh, check out some of his stuff over at Rivals.com if you haven't already, Richie. Great friend of the program. Glad to have him back on.